And hello again, dear ones, Reverend Robert with you here on a Friday evening. It's five o'clock on the Mountain Time Zone, and that means it is time for the good news. Our weekly look at those good news stories that remind us we really are creating a world that works better for everyone. Want to say a big shout out and thank you to my new cohort on the good news, Reverend Barbara Schreiner Trudell. She was with you last week and he's going to be sharing some of the duties around here. You'll see a bunch more of Reverend Barbara on a regular basis coming up in the near, near, well, every month. She'll be here at least one Friday night a month, every month this year moving forward. So you can look forward to that. Thank you to our, our dear brother and producer, Diego, as well, who is reminding me it's that time to ask you to hit the like button, the share button, the subscribe button. Let your friends know what we're doing here on the New Thought Media Network and specifically with this program as we dig into some of the good news that happened this week. Send us your emails, goodnews at ntmedia.org. Let us know what good news you see. Perhaps we'll have you on the show or cover that story if you share the good news with us. All right, first up today, carmaker Toyota plans to convert older vehicles and a push to be more eco-friendly. Now, Toyota over the years has uh, faced some criticism and some backlash for not adopting more EV technology. Uh, this year, uh, sorry, this past week, their CEO, the grandson of their original founder, Akito Toyota, um, he said the, plan, the company plans to use a conversion strategy by transforming older, transforming older vehicles uh, by replacing certain parts, basically swapping out sustain, more sustainable technologies like fuel cells, um, swapping out more electric motors into old cars, uh, and uh, kind of push in that direction without a full sale embrace of EVs. But it is a step in the right direction for Toyota. Congratulations. Let's keep this going. Let's keep this going. We need more. I fully believe we need more EVs in the world. All right. Next up, this is one of those fun ones. Uh, this is Kevin Savula. Uh, I think Savula. Uh, Savula. Savula. Sorry, Kevin. Uh, Kevin's part of a team that has developed a way to extract hydrogen fuel directly from the air. Basically harvesting water from the air and then turning that into hydrogen fuel. And it's all powered by solar energy. We're getting closer. So uh, really, uh, they say it's an ingenious but a simple system. It combines semiconductor-based technology with novel electrodes that have two key characteristics. They're both porous to maximize contact with the water in the air and transparent to maximize sunlight exposure of the semiconductor coating when the device is, is well, when it uh, when the device is exposed to the sunlight, it takes water from the air, produces hydrogen gas, which can then be injected into trucks, trains, planes, anything with a hydrogen fuel cell. Green combustion. Pretty cool stuff. Congratulations, Kevin and your team. You know, these are the kind of stories we love to see here on the Good News. Folks, technology stories, stories about our planet, stories about how uh, we're using our individual gifts and skills and talents uh, to find the things that we hadn't maybe thought of before. Again, send us your story. Send us what you know. 
That's good news at mtmedia.org. If you'd like to be on the show and share the good news yourself live, let us know. We'll let you be happy to get you a, a seat at the table and uh, join us for a good news evening sometime. Here's another scientific story that I hadn't thought of, but makes very real sense. Uh, scientists at UC Davis are using uh, basically a fabric-based uh, solar panel that separates the blue light from the red light. Now, why is this important? Uh, because we use the blue light to grow the growth, to grow the food and the red light to create the, uh, or is it the other way around? Oops. <laughs> we need the blue light to generate the solar power and we need the red light to grow the harvest. So what they've done is they've developed a polymer that goes over the fabric that they can harvest the blue light for energy power and allow the red light to flow through and grow the crops. So win-win. Good job, UC Davis. More technology. See, this is, again, all we've got to do is think away from uh, the normal and what we've always done to come up with a little bit more of what's possible and perhaps what we've never really considered before. That's what we do here on New Thought Media Network as well. We like to consider how the, the, the ramifications of our beliefs of what we're doing in the world are generating ripples that move forward in the generations and heal the past generations. And our next story is just that. It's a, it's a, it's a long-term investment that we've made here in America. The Endangered Species Act is turning 50. And it's a long-term investment that we've made. Now, since its inception 50 years ago, uh, the estimates are that at least 227 species would have gone extinct by now. So that's 227 species we have saved. And in addition to that, 110 species have seen tremendous recovery since being protected by the act, not 100% positive we would have lost those species, but now it's much, 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 much more uh, recognized that we've got this, this is working. Since 1985, ESC, uh, um, the uh, um, Endangered Species Act funding has decreased by almost 50%, however, and therefore there is a need for us to get a little more involved, let our congressmen and our senators know we'd like to see more funding for the Endangered Species Act. Uh, there's also more information that you can get uh, at earthtalk.org. They're a nonprofit uh, that is helping in this regard. All right, folks, I'm Rev. Robert. We're going to take a quick break here, let you hear a little bit more about what we're doing here on the New Thought Media Network and from our sponsors. However, this is the good news here on Friday nights. Don't go away. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more on New Thought Media Network. Stay tuned.
we're back with more of the good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Reverend Robert here trying to upload a late picture overlay and uh, didn't get that done. My apologies. <laughs> All right. Welcome back. Hey, you know, here on the New Thought Media Network, folks, we use a lot of different sources uh, to find our stories. One of the places we like to look around is over at the goodnewsnetwork.org uh, we encourage you to head on over to their website, check out what they're doing, and learn a bit more about the good news they provide. They do a great job of curating uh, all kinds of different stories, and this next story is a story we found over there. However, it reminds me of a story we talked about here on this program, uh, oh, more than a year ago. Uh, this is uh, what we're talking about today is in Scotland. Now, we originally reported on this happening in the Netherlands, and Scotland is making it happen as well. Uh, what they're basically doing is taking the unused real estate on bus uh, bus uh, shelters and turning it into gardens and havens for bees. So it's the bee bus stops. Uh, they use a special flowering plant called sedum, S-E-D-U-M, uh, it's also known as stone crop, and it uh, all they really need in, uh, in what they're doing here in Scotland is uh, they have nine bus stops uh, on a route that are planned right now. They're looking for more volunteers to help. So if you're watching from Scotland, uh, you might want to volunteer for this one. And they're looking for more volunteers to not only help plant, but then update, update, uh, update maintain, and water uh, those bus stop beehive havens as well. We do a lot of converting. We got to do a lot of talking about how to protect the bees. Uh, that's an important part of the good news that we like to report on here on the New Thought Media Network. So glad you're with us here tonight. All right. Now, one of the other places that we do happen to look for some good news is the LGBTQ nation, and this is a big story. The Dutch Constitution has been amended to ban LGBTQ discrimination. Uh, uh, Dutch lawmakers voted last week to expand Article 1 of the Constitution of the Kingdom of the Netherlands to explicitly include bans on discrimination based on sexual orientation and disability. This is huge, folks. Uh, now, there's still ways to go, and you can read the whole article and learn a bit more over at LGBTQNation.com, one of those places where we like to dig up all kinds of good news stories. And again, we encourage you, let us know. Uh, what good news are you seeing in the world? Where are you finding the good news places where we can go? Uh, we'd love to hear of, of the uh, sources that you use to make this happen as well. Hey, here's another story we found over there uh, that happened right here in the United States. Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs has, is extending protection to all state employee and contractors, uh, all LGBTQ plus state employees and contractors. So again, uh, making it so that people cannot discriminate against the LGBTQ population in our in our society and opening up those benefits, making sure people feel, uh, well, we hope feel more comfortable uh, coming forward and claiming what is theirs. 
Uh, Governor Hobbs' executive order clarifies that discrimination based on sexual orientation is prohibited in all state hiring decisions. Congratulations, Arizona. Seems like it hasn't been, a, it's been a while since I've heard too much good news. We are grateful uh, that you're doing what you're doing. And this is that piece, folks. It's up. We're bringing more inclusivity into the world uh, by recognizing deeply we are one, that we are one human family. And together, we really are uh, able to create a world that works for all. We're going to take another quick break, give our sponsors a, a little bit more of a chance to say hello and say thank you to some of you folks as well. I'm Robert Brzezinski, Rev. Robert. This is the New Thought Media Network. We'll be right back with more. Stay with us on And it looks like we are back here with more on the good news. I'm Reverend Rev Robert. Sorry for the technical difficulties here today, folks. Uh, all kinds of fun stuff that would seem happening in the background. All right, more good news. You know, we love to also look at the good news stories uh, that don't often get and are just kind of one of those ones like, okay, this is pretty cool. Uh, Diego's showing us our friends, Melissa and Justin. We don't really know Melissa and Justin. Uh, they're from Hoboken, New Jersey, and they were at a pizza joint celebrating their son Maverick's second birthday party. And when they went to pay the bill, well, it turns out someone had already done that for them. We heard more of these stories back in the pandemic. And it, again, as we get into the hustle and the bustle of our lives, it's often easy to overlook some of these stories. It's often easy to overlook uh, the, 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 the wonderful compassion that happens when people see families being families. People that paid for the bill wanted to remain anonymous, didn't tell anybody who they were and slipped out before anybody knew they were what they were doing other than the, the restaurant itself. Kudos if you're watching, folks. Congratulations on just love uh young man needing a, a bite to eat wanders into a restaurant and asks the man if they throw away any food 
A citizen reported this. Rhonda Chung said she was dining at a El Sur street food company in Little Rock, Arkansas. Person came in and asked if any of the food was being thrown off, thrown away. Immediately, Mr. Chung, excuse me, he, uh, Mr. Chung's the the man at the restaurant here. There, uh, he he said, "Hey, not a worry. Let me get you something to eat. You want to sit down? You want to take it to go? How do you want it? Treat the man just like any other customer. Made sure that he offered him a bite, a good bite to eat. Took care of him." It's kind of Arkansas they want to see there. Congratulations, sir. Kudos to you. Next up, let's introduce you to Afrin Jones. Afrin's daughter, Serene, was became seriously ill and uh, needed a kidney donation. Now, they didn't know what was going to happen. However, then they re- recognized they had received a a donation. The donation happened as a Christmas gift. Father offered to donate his own kidney to another to make sure that Afrin was received a kidney as well. Good support, good love, good news here on the New Thought Media Network. Hey, our final story today has a video that we don't want to show you. Because it gets a little scary. This all happened in Maryland. Corporal Annette Goodyear of the Northeast Police Department is a regular crossing guard. As you can see from the picture on the left, the blur of the vehicle is moving pretty well. Was struck. She's okay. She'll be okay. Recognized as a hero. Not only in her town, but here as well. Kudos, Corporal. Good work. Doing what they're supposed to Doing what we're here to do. Looking out for each other. Hey, I'm Rev. Robert. I'm going to get out of here. We've had some technical difficulties a little short today. Thank you for being with us. Plan to come back and join us again next Friday here on the New Thought Media Network. We'll have more of the good news stories for you. Until then, we love you. Wish you all the best. Please stay tuned at 6 o'clock. It's Pastor Michael Mangus and now Reverend Michael Mangus with the Fireside Chat. And we've got tomorrow morning the Science of Mind and Spirit Conversation Series. I'm Rep. Riz. I'm out of here for now. I love you. Wish you all the best. Until next time, peace and blessings. Bye now.
must be changed when you change the way you look at things. 